Hello and welcome to Red Tree Church's online service. We just wanted to say thank you so much for listening in today. And no matter where you are tuning in from, we love to stay connected with our online community, whether that's through our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, our Church Center app, or of course our podcast. And whether this is your first time listening or your hundredth time listening, we hope that you are encouraged and inspired by today's message. So let's take a listen. 25. Uh, I love it. Hey, welcome to Red Tree. My name is Chad. I'm the lead pastor here. If this is your first time, we hope this is the first of many times that you come and just check out what God may be doing here. Whether you're a Christ follower or not, you're skeptic of faith, or maybe you're new to faith, or maybe you're resistant to the church, to Jesus, because of what you've experienced. We just want you to know we are so excited that you chose to be here. I had a conversation earlier before the first service. Uh, there was a, a lady who had been just started coming to Red Tree, and I was just like, isn't it? Isn't it weird to go to a new church? And then she started to share some of the church experiences where she's going. She's like, well, I'm trying to find a place. And I'm like, oh, let me help you. You don't have to look anymore. Like, this is where you can be. You can be here for the rest of your life if you choose to be. Uh, that may have been a little aggressive. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, just kind of like, well, no one talked to me. And I went and sat down. No one sat by me. Uh, people didn't visit with me. And I'm like, oh, man, church, we have to do better than that, don't we? Okay, let me say again. Church. We have, we have to do better than that, don't we, right? Like, have you ever been surrounded by people and you just feel all alone? Like, it's one of the worst feelings in the world. Like, I, I, I'm an I'm a extrovert, as you may already know, um, and I can't stand to feel alone. Um, and, and I don't want you to feel alone either, whether you're here at a small group, anything going on in your life. And the, the truth of the matter is, is you don't, you don't have to be alone. Like, and I'm not just talking about because the Lord is always with you, right? That is a true statement. I'm not, I'm not poking fun at that. That is a true statement. But also there should be people groups around you, right? There, there should be friends around you who are encouraging you, who are even maybe pushing you the right direction or maybe even kicking you the right direction. Do some of you need a little kicking every now and then? Yeah, don't get mad at us when we kick you then, okay? I don't get it. I don't understand it. But like, you, you need people around you, maybe even like-minded people around you, so that you can pursue the same thing together. And what I would encourage for that to be is hopefully a pursuit to continue to be more like Jesus. And did you really know it's not that boring? Did you really know it's not like something like, man, I just get sick and tired of following Jesus. I get sick and tired of the constant love that he gives me, the forgiveness he offers me. I am so worn out with this Jesus thing, right? No. Usually it's worn out with the church, it's worn out with the group, it's worn out with the, the uh, I don't know what it's called from school, but like parents as teachers, like you're the PTA or something going on, or your kids, your kids wear you out. Anybody wore out by a kid today? Amen. Yes, we are. And baseball season's just starting. Holy smokes, here we go. Pray for me. Um, but like we're constantly doing things, but sometimes I think we get caught up doing the wrong thing, and then we caught up with the wrong people. And then we just wind up feeling isolated, surrounded by 20, 30, 40, hundreds of people, and we feel isolated. So today I'm speaking about, I don't want you to ever stand alone. Never stand alone. When, when people at Red Tree begin to stand, I hope the whole church stands with them. When you take a stand about what it is you believe, I hope you got people who have the same values and the same beliefs, they'll stand with you. When you stand up for the people group, that's being ridiculed, that's being hate on, that's being all the, and you stand for that group, I hope people will be able to stand around with you in that moment, right? 
Because Jesus was oftentimes ridiculed. They said he's a drunkard. They said he hangs out with prostitutes. And the disciples were like, we're here. But then when Jesus was crucified, they're gone. It was hard to stand in that moment. Some of you are in that moment where you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not being crucified, but my faith is being tested. I'm not, I'm not crucified, but my life is falling apart. And I felt like I have been standing, but my knees are getting weak. My back's getting tired. And I really don't know if I can do this much longer. I want to encourage you to never stand alone. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul's writing back to Ephesus and he's just reminding some people about why it is that we continue to gather. Why it is it's important for you to be with like-minded people. Why it is to find a place, to find a home, to find a church that you believe in the mission of what they're trying to do. And for, for some of you, I, I need to just kind of push back on you a little bit because this is, this is what's easy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on anybody specific, but it's really easy to say, well, I used to go to this one church but they didn't do anything for me. I used to go to this one church, but nobody ever talked to me. I used to go to this one church, but I never got plugged in. I would bet somebody came out to the stage and said, hey, we're starting small groups. We'd love for you to get involved in small groups. And you didn't go sign up. I would bet somebody came out to a stage somewhere and said, hey, we would love for you to serve in our kids ministry, in our student ministry, in our young adult ministry, in our one-legged ping pong ministry, right? We, I mean, right? I'm just like, seriously, we, we make up stuff just to get you to serve, right? But it is going to be, listen, your choice. Huh? Come on now. I, I knew it, it went the same way the first service, right? They're like, well, don't get mad at us about it, pastor. I, I, I'm not mad at anybody. I just know sometimes in your story, because of your previous experience, because of your past experience, watch this, it's impacting you what you do or don't do here. Is that true? Because of what has happened previously, it is impacting because of what you believe you can do here. We, we, we have, when we ask people to volunteer, we'll say, well, I'm not a church member. And I say, praise the Lord, nobody's a church member at Red Tree Church. Like, what do you mean nobody's a church? We don't have members. We have owners. Like, we, we all take ownership at Red Tree Church. There's, we don't do church membership. We want everyone to feel like they believe here or belong here. Matter of fact, we want you to belong here before you even believe what we believe. Because then you know if you belong and believe, eventually you're going to be, begin to behave. And it's not like what we're after, but it's after what Jesus wants you to be like. Amen? That's all that we want to do is point people to Jesus, whether it's in the songs, whether it's in the stage speaking, whether it's at the front doors, whether it's at the back of the house and they're putting up inappropriate pictures on the screen, right? No perfect people get to serve back there, right? They can put up on the screen, let's go Chiefs. Now they're going to get a, 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 a butt whooping later, right? Oh, I'm kidding, they won't either because we don't have enough people to serve, right? <laughs> Uh, I'm joking, I'm joking, but there will be church discipline. But, but seriously though, we want this to be a place that just, just like that right there. Man, if I said it's going to be a butt whooping at some churches, they'd be like, pastor, you shouldn't, you shouldn't talk like that. Well, here's the deal. When I'm eating lunch on Tuesday, I would say, I give him a butt whooping, right? I am a very transparent and a very honest guy. What you get on a Tuesday, what you going to get on a Sunday morning. Amen. You should live that way too. Oh, it's so freeing. You don't have to be somebody that you're not, right? Now, some of y'all need to be more like Jesus as you're working this out, all right? 
Right? Can we just say that? All right? You need to be more like Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus. But there's, there's, there's hopefully eliminating some hypocrisy. You don't have to be perfect. We want you to serve. We want you to get involved. We want this to be your place. And today, I don't ever want you to stand alone. I want you to get in a group. I want you to serve in a group. I want you to be able to go. And I want you to be yourself in that group. How many of you have been to the group and are like, hey, guys, how's everybody doing? And you know that, that, that the dude's going to lie. The dude's going to lie. As soon as he starts to talk, he's going to lie. Well, bless God, brothers and sisters, this evening I'm doing really good. Now, do you go to work and talk that way? Right? You go on your boss, you talk to your boss, like, hey, brother, how are we doing this? Your, your, your boss is like, what's wrong with you? I'm not your bro. I'm not your brother. What is wrong? Stop talking like that unless you naturally talk that way. Amen? Some of you, you're not getting it this morning. We want you to be who you are, and then we want to help encourage you, and we want to point you to Jesus so that you can become who he wants you to become, right? Oh, guys, I'm telling you, it is freeing to live in the gospel. It is freeing to rest in the gospel. It is freeing to be the person that Jesus has created you to be and stop trying to be someone else. I'm not going to be the pastor next door. I can't be the pastor next door. I can't even become close to being a carbon copy of Craig Groeschel, Andy Stanley, Matt Chandler, John Piper, David Platt, on and on and on and on and on it goes. John Lindell, Eddie Bumpers, and on and on it goes. I can't be that person. But you know what? God didn't create me to be like them, did he? God didn't create you to be like them either. God created you very specifically. And he wants you to become the person that he is wanting you to become. I mean, honestly, I feel like I could just say amen right now. We could take up an offering and eat some pretzels on the way out the door, right? But you ain't leaving yet. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2. Some of you are like, man, I love this church. Are we done already? Ephesians 2, verse 19, it says this. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Verse 20, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, watch this, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for who you are. Lord, I pray that in this moment, Lord, you'd anoint me with your spirit. Father, help me to preach your truth. But Lord, help me to preach your truth and love so that we may know that we're exactly where you want us to be. For those who are here and they do not, relationship. Lord, draw them to yourself. Lord, for those of us who are here who are Christ followers, God, if there's sin in our life, God, if there's things in our life that's displeasing to you, Lord, I pray that your spirit would convict us of that. God, that we would confess that sin to you. Before we walk out of here this morning, we look more like your son, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I don't know if you know a lot about construction. I, I do not. I got friends that know a little bit about construction. Uh, but this, this cornerstone is, is, is a real big deal. This cornerstone is where you get your level. This cornerstone is where you build everything else to it. It's where you draw a line to say, we have to have this. This is where we're going to continue to develop the rest of the building. The rest of the structure has to be built upon this piece, right? And that is what we do at Red Tree Church. That cornerstone, that piece that is built upon is Jesus. Amen? That's why in the back of the room you'll say, it says, give them Jesus. Anybody who steps up on this stage, whether they lead music, whether they preach the word, I want them to focus on that. Give them Jesus. If you're here and you're not a Christ follower, you may not even know this. The thing that you need is Jesus. And the thing that will only help you, the thing that will only pull you out of that spot that you're in is Jesus.
And I don't say that because I am the, the guy that's got it all figured out. I say that because that is the only thing that has been able to help me is Jesus. There's so many people in this room. Your stories could help other people connect to Jesus. Your stories of betrayal could help somebody who's in the midst of a terrible situation right now. Your story of sickness that God's been able to lead you through. Maybe your story isn't glamorous. Maybe God didn't save your marriage. Maybe God didn't prevent the sickness from taking their life. And that is your story. That is your opportunity to be able to lead people to continue to pursue Jesus. But what we do at times is we shrink away. We isolate ourselves because we believe if God was in it, it wouldn't have happened. If God was about me, he wouldn't have let this take place to me. And that's not true at all. You see, that's called eisegesis. That is where you read scriptures, you take context, and you want it to be about you. But to exegete, to exegite, to exegesis is to look at the scriptures and say, what do I see? What do I read? Now, do, how do I need to look different? How do I need to be different according to this? Not how can I make this different according to me? Does that make sense? We want to continue to push people. We want to continue to lead people to follow Jesus because that is the chief cornerstone of everything we do at Red Tree Church. Let's pick it up at verse 21. This is what Paul's telling the people. He says this, In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Now watch verse 22. If you're a first-time guest, if you've been here for 12 years, it doesn't matter. All of y'all, belong here, right? And check out what Paul tells in verse 22. He says this, and in him, you, so you sitting in that seat right now, you here right now, you listening to this later online, you, that person, this is what Paul says, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. You know what that means? You can never leave Red Tree. <laughs> gotcha. Y'all stuck. I'm kidding, that's not what that means. But what that means is, is God is so invested in you, watch what it says, that his spirit wants to dwell within you. His spirit is dwelling within you. That means it's in there, guess what happens? That gotta come out, doesn't it? I mean, it needs to come out in the way that you respond to people. It needs to come out in the way that you talk to people, the way that you treat people. He is dwelling within you. Last week we talked about the thing you feed the most is the thing that's gonna live the longest, right? Whatever you feed grows, whatever you starve dies. It's the same here. Paul is saying this thing within you, that Christ is dwelling within you. When we gather together as Christ followers, we should not all be the same. You know that? We should not all be the same. Some of us have different political views and that's awesome. Some of us have different ideas, that's awesome. Some of us are not, did you know we're not supposed to just be a bunch of carbon copies, right? Because if that's what we're supposed to be, you're going to hate heaven if you get there, right? I mean, it's going to be so upsetting to you. There's going to be people doing stuff. You're like, well, we never did it that way at our church. And Jesus is going to say, why don't you not worry about them? Why don't you just worry about worshiping me, right? Come on out. Somebody's like, are you mad at us? I ain't mad at nobody. I'm mad at nobody. I'm trying to help us continue to stay focused on Jesus in the middle of every circumstance. Amen. That's what we want to do, point you to Jesus. That's what I want to be pointed towards, is Jesus. It says this, verse 22 again, and in him, you too are being built together. I mean, you, you, you are coming together as a body. Paul's telling them in Ephesus, you are coming, you guys are coming together for something way bigger than just yourselves. To become a dwelling in which God lives 
by his spirit. You see, we were created for connection, but we drift towards isolation. It's just a natural drift. We were created to be connected. Again, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. How many of you are in a small group? How many of you are not in a small group? We have a high percentage of our group, of our church, not in a small group. Now, why is that? Well, I can tell you why that is. COVID messed a lot of things up. COVID got you to believe you don't ever need to go to your neighbor's house again, right? You go over to your neighbor's house, it's over. You might as well just call a gurney and get them out there. It's over, right? It's done. And so COVID has, has put that within us. And now some of you all did get very sick. I had one of, my, one of my greatest friends, he only had a 16% survival rate when he got COVID. He almost died. The Lord chose not to take him. But we have become a community. We've become a people group where we don't really like to gather that much anymore. Can you say amen to that? Whether you believe it or not, that's what y'all are telling me, okay? That is what your actions are speaking. Y'all's lips may be saying something else. Your mouth is moving, but there ain't nothing coming out, right? And so what we want to do is find a way to plug you into a space that can be your community. And guess what? None of them may be here today. That's awesome. Your people group may not be here today. Well, why is that? Well, because you need to go out and reach them. Start a small group at your, at your place. Start a small group at a donut shop. Start, start a small group at Panera, if you want to. Smart, I mean, it doesn't, I don't care what you do. Start a small group, and you, and you guys can be known as the, the floating group. We go to Springfield Lake, and we float around, and we fish. Start a small group, right? Get in a group. Create a space. Create a time. Create a place that you can get plugged in with people. Here, here's what we know. If you don't find a group... You're going to leave 18 months tops will be as, as long as you stay at one place. Eventually you'll leave here and you'll be very frustrated. Like, man, Chad never invited me to get in a small group. Chad never reached out to me. Chad never come and saw me. Chad never called me. Nobody ever, nobody ever reached out to me. Nobody ever plugged me in. Now listen, how many of you have ever heard people say that before? Not about me, but about other churches. Anybody? Anybody? Not us. Not Red Tree, right? Oh no, not Red Tree. You know what? If, if I show up at the hospital to come and see you, it's usually not a good thing, all right? It ain't gonna work out well for you, right? But you should have a small group. You should have a small group that should be able to reach out to you. Man, they start meal trains, and sometimes you don't want meal trains. Sometimes you'd rather have Grubhub, wouldn't you? Huh? Come on now, let's preach that right there. Some of y'all making that casserole that you think is really good, and no one really likes it. I just need to be able to let you know it right now, amen? Okay, but that ain't, that ain't even in my notes. That's just for you, that's just for you. But we, 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 that's what we want. We want people to come and be able to be a part of what you're doing, what you're sharing. We, we want people that love, that love you so much, they're going to be able to pray behind your back on you, right? They're going to love you so well, they're going to be able to pray you through the difficult situations. Because they know the struggle you have with your spouse. Because they know the struggle you have with your kids. They know the struggle that's going on in your life. Because you've been able to find a group of people who love you more than what's taking place in your life. And they know you're in a tough season. That's not really who you are, but you're in a tough season. And you know what you need to be able to do? You need to be able to be able to, sometimes Paul says to, to spur, or we believe the author of Hebrews is Paul, but in Hebrews it says to spur them along, to continue to encourage them on. Have you ever been kicked by spurs before? I may be the only person redneck enough in here to be kicked by spurs before. Hey, listen, me and my cousins, we, we would play rodeo, and sometimes I'd have to be the bull, and then we got real spurs, and they're sharp, and they hurt, right? To spur each other along isn't like, Listen, you're doing so good. And we just, to spur you along, like, get it up, cow, let's go, come on, yeah, right? Sometimes that's what we have to do in your life. 
Like, come on, what is wrong? Don't succumb to this. Don't be held down anymore. Let us help you. Let us be around you. We want to encourage you. And what Paul says in 22 is this. The Christ who you follow, the Christ who you love, the Christ who is your Savior is dwelling within you. But watch this, Red Tree. When he dwells within you, and you, and you, and you, and then we come together. <laughs> Wait. You see, some of y'all ain't ever seen the power of God before. Because you're with the wrong group. Some of y'all ain't seen God move before. Because you're with the wrong group. You need to surround yourself with people who will pray crazy prayers. Huh? You ever heard someone pray a crazy prayer? And and you're in the midst of it. And they're praying. And you're like, Lord, dear Lord, they got a lot of faith right now. You know, I mean, I want to believe, but Lord, you're going to have to help my unbelief right here. And something like, you shouldn't talk like that. Well, it's in the Bible. By one of the disciples say, hey, you got to help my unbelief. Lord, I want to believe, but I, I, I I need your help to believe. And they pray and they believe that God will do what God wants to do. Some of you need to get to that spot. You see, Jesus is dwelling within you, but you have quit praying hard prayers. I'm not talking about a crazy prayer like, Lord, help Chiefs win day. God, help us go down that field and just shove that ball right down their throat. And then when we get down there, help us just to stump, stomp their guts out. Listen, I pray that prayer sometimes for the Cowboys and y'all see how well that went. <laughs> I'm talking about a prayer That makes you vulnerable as a person. Hey, dads, look up at me, my God-given eyeballs right about now. Pray prayers to be more like Jesus. Pray prayers to lead that way. When your daughter's driving you crazy and you don't know what to say to her, you all of a sudden just start praying. And she's going to be like, Dad, what's wrong with you? Not right now, babe. I'm praying because that's all I know to do. Dad, pray prayers for your young men you're trying to raise up. They don't have a clue what's going on, and they don't know that you don't know what's going on either. And that you need the Lord to help you make these decisions. Moms, get on your knees every morning and pray for your kids. Pray for your husband to lead well. And I'm not talking about these safe prayers. I'm talking about specific prayers. Lord, help my son. You know the situation going on. God, help my daughter. You know what's taking place in life right now. Lord, be with my husband. He's so stressed out trying to find this balance of going to work, spending time with kids, trying to provide for the home, trying to be a good husband, trying to go to a small group once a week, trying to be there for a practice, trying to do this. Lord, help my husband to try to figure it out. Husbands, pray for your wives. God, be with my wife. Help her to know that she is enough for me. Help her to understand that she is a princess, that is your daughter. Help me to love her the way that you love this church. God, help me to be able to get behind and be able to support her in everything that she's wanting to do. Lord, help us to be able to follow you with what you want for my family to become. Lord, protect this house. God, protect my home. God, protect my family. Lord, send me into spaces and places to speak boldly on your behalf. Maybe Christianity has come too safe for us to where we just sit back on our hands and say, God, do what you're going to do, but don't use me to do it. Maybe it's time to shake things up and say, Lord, do what you're going to do and send me to do it. Man, what a testimony it would be. Not because you're so awesome, but God chose to use you to change a life. 
to change the trajectory of a family. Dads, I believe there's so much hinging on us as fathers that we're about to start doing some stuff together as men that's gonna make some of the men in retreat a little bit uncomfortable at times. Not a lot of amens on that, but that's okay. Hey, just let me tell you, the first thing is gonna be a men's breakfast. That's gonna be good, isn't it? Huh? And then the men's gonna get together like a bunch of rednecks and eat all the wild food we can find. Rattlesnakes, possums, skunks, everything. We're gonna eat it all. And we ain't gonna tell you what it is until you already ate it. But we're gonna need you to provide it. Ladies, there is a, a women's small group right now that meets that is blowing up. I mean, it is it, like if the house had seams on it, it would be splitting it up right now, okay? We need some of you ladies to lead some more small groups, right? Men, we need you to be showing up and leading some small groups and to be leading your family to a small group. You wanna talk about not standing alone? Get involved, begin to serve. Begin to do what the Lord's leading you to do in ways that it is uncomfortable. To lead in ways that's like, but it's just kind of kind of a nuisance. It doesn't really fit in my time, in my schedule. Yeah, welcome to being obedient to Jesus, amen? That's where the beautiful things show up. Oh, when we move out of the way and say, okay, God, today I understand you are dwelling within me. And I need people groups. I need people in my life that will love me. Not condemn me, not judge me, but will, will love me. Sometimes loving's hard. Sometimes loving's tough. Sometimes loving hurts. Because you need to hear the truth. Hey, you're a Christ follower? Yeah. And you can't keep doing that. You need to turn and walk away from some of these things. Hey, you're a Christ follower? Yeah. Then you need to be able to begin to start doing this. Hey, you Christ follower? Yeah. Then let me help you. Let me love on you. And the reason I'm coming to you and telling you these things is because I love you. Not because I'm mad at you. Is that we, we, we get these things so mixed up. Yeah, but can't we just let people do their own thing? No. You won't. You wind up loving people straight to hell sometimes. And the whole time the Lord was like, hey, hey, I give you a chance. I gave you an opportunity. Say something. Do something. Love them well. Love them biblically. Love them the way that I love you. Because that's what is required of you. To love the way that I love. See, so, yeah, I'm tired. I know. I don't know if I can. You can't by yourself. It's going to take God. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. We just wanted to give a huge thank you to those of you that already partner with us through giving. And we've got multiple resources for you to utilize from to do that. You can give online, you can text the number 84321, or you can download our Church Center app. Again, thank you so much for listening today, and we'll see you next time.